When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, happy holidays and welcome to the podcast. I've got Cassie Socking and she's a female entrepreneur. The messages that she's going to talk about today are going to really resonate with all of the um, female entrepreneurs around money, money mindset, financial literacy. Um, and I'm really happy to welcome her to the show. So Cassie, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me, Dr. Lou. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, all my friends call me Chris, so please do the same. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So you actually have a um, very uh, good background for the audience and kind of set the stage, talk about your journey and how it led you to doing the work that you do. Thanks. Okay. So I guess, you know, I don't want to go back too far, but I, I grew up in the Midwest, definitely kind of came from nothing. We had a very wholesome way of living kind of in the cornfields, right? But then I went to Chicago to go to school and I started seeing how the big city was so exciting. And I actually met my future husband there at school and we wound up coming out to New Jersey, which was where he's originally from. So we're right outside New York City. And um, we actually were part of, we went to a church. My husband was a minister for many years and the church asked me to start a daycare. And so, you know, I had an education degree and it's just kind of funny because I was like, sure, I didn't know anything really. I mean, I I loved kids. I, you know, had ba I babysat in my home regularly and um, started a business that way. But it really grew into something much bigger and it was unexpected. And I'm I'm super grateful for it. So I started that in 05 and then took a business partner on in 2009 and we purchased it from the church and created a for-profit. And then I started realizing we need to scale and also what <laughs> comes with that and kind of started freaking out about the money and everything. But the good news is, you know, I, I really, me and my business partner really started figuring things out together. So very exciting stuff. And it was all organic. It was like school of hard knocks, <laughs> you know, learning how to like, yeah, lose money, get money, keep money, manage money. So that's really, you know, it was definitely organic and definitely um, the school of hard knocks. I'll say that for sure. It's interesting because I'm I've been over the holidays. I've been listening to um, videos from uh, some of these top entrepreneurs like Jensen Wong, and and they were saying like um, if they had to do it over, they they would not advocate it just because like it's good to have a young, fresh mindset because you don't know what you're getting yourself into, <laughs> and you're kind of it's kind of like you're kind of building a plane while it's crashing. So there were some crashing moments. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, isn't that how we learn, right? That's, you know, if you go into what, what is education, it's like being knocked off balance. And the process of education is really that, that process of writing yourself and getting back in line. It's just like every day was like, ah, ah, you know, <laughs> being knocked off and trying to get back in the middle. So yeah. And it's interesting because money management, you talk about different aspects and kind of um, one of the money management um, aspects that you talk about are the emotional aspects. And so kind of um, talk about the importance of emotional regulation, tapping, and how do you 
like being in the right state and mindset, how it contributes to become a better business owner. Yeah. You know what? I love that you asked me about that because for so many years I was very emotionally dysregulated and I didn't even realize it. You know, I was just like kind of willing my way through the day and like push, push, push. And, um, I'm sure like now I, we joke, I used to joke about it. Like I told my kids, I'll pay for your therapy someday, but no, I literally am paying for it in my own as well. But realizing, you know, just not being very self-aware when I was younger, I think a lot of people, that's just a normal stage, right? But I think when COVID hit, I really, I started having panic attacks and it really affected my body and I couldn't control it. And that was the first time I ever experienced something like that, where I really could not control my breathing, how I was feeling. And I needed to find a way. Um, I got support, you know, mental health support, but I also wanted to have something kind of on the go. And I found tapping. And so I actually got certified in it. And I started walking my clients through it because I noticed, and maybe you have this experience, is we have a lot of emotions around money. Like money can make us happy. Money can make us scared and upset. And then we start hearing our parents' voices in our heads when we're doing something and that's not right. Or we have these weird... Um, value systems around it. Um, some of us even value ourselves based on, you know, our earning potential or how much we have or don't have. And, you know, it it's so complex. And so I started incorporating that myself. It's just tapping on your meridian lines of your body. It's like acupressure. You really can't do it wrong. And I literally had to do it even to go to the store during COVID. I'm in a place where it was like severe lockdown. And a lot of people were dying around me, to be honest. So it was very traumatic. Mm. And I literally started tapping just to go to the grocery store because I had a lot of fear, like fear started coming up. And I was never a person who was a fearful person before this. So it has helped me so much. And it started helping my body to feel calmer. And then I realized the connection with when I was managing my money, if I calm myself down and really step back. And I did some tapping, I did meditation, and then work on managing my business, managing my money, I was in a much better place to make such better decisions, you know, besides the rules and regulations and SOPs of money management, we have a lot of emotions. And so the more regulated you can be, you just have a clearer frame of mind to make better decisions for yourself, whatever your decisions are, you feel better about them because it's just more clear, right? And you're like, okay, I, I really feel good about that. And that's, I can say that truly and, and just feel very calm about things. So I think emotional regulation is something that we talk a lot about mental health, but how do we do that, right? Like what's the how? And the educator in me keeps saying how, but how, how can we do this, you know? And I really did want to have something that was, um, portable, but also non-medical or non-medicinal. Like if I'm driving, I can't be taking something that's going to make me sleep, you know? <laughs> but this actually has a calming effect to your whole body. It's very surprising, um, but I, I really love doing it. So yeah. I, do my, I do it with my clients as well. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of um, audio and books and talking about just kind of um, from, you know, decisions uh, like Bez Jeff Bezos, he's talking about one, two-way decisions, um, and then kind of talking about the state and your emotional state that you're in. And, you know, if you're not in a good emotional state, you know, don't be making very important decisions, kind of put that on the back burner and, you know, work on your um, emotional regulation that you're talking about. Once you do, you know, this 
you can regulate your emotions around making business decisions, important decisions around money. Um, a lot of business owners struggle with consistent cash flow and money management. And how do you, um, what are the steps you recommend for uh, the entrepreneurs to overcome these challenges? I think it's really important to just not overcomplicate it. I think complicating systems and processes is like, it's literally the death of success. <laughs> you know, because we get so overwhelmed with like steps one through a hundred, we just don't even start, right? We kind of freeze. And so I know how to do bookkeeping and, you know, I have an accountant I've worked with for years. Like I have a general understanding, of course, I'm not an accountant, but I will say this, um, it's very easy to overcomplicate money management, right? And, you know, you get all the bells and whistles, you pay a professional and then they're like, oh, but here you go. Now you have to do this every week. And it just feels like very heavy and hard, especially like me, I'm an education major, right? I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And um, I think for managing your money, having a really simple system and keeping up to date on everything in a very consistent way, like setting it and forgetting it and just walking away each week is a very fulfilling way to manage a business, just to keep it simple, you know, track your numbers, know your numbers, and then you know how to make quick and easy decisions in real time. I know a lot of companies, um, I do work with entrepreneurs, I work with people who own companies, and a lot of times we're told to wait till the end of the month and wait for the books to be reconciled, right? But we're making decisions based on a history lesson, right? That was like, oh, this happened four weeks ago, we can't change it now, versus oh, last week this happened, how can we change our behavior in the company to increase profitability or to increase our you know, revenue or decrease our expenses you know, based on what these numbers are telling us? And I think a lot of times we get so fixated on the number itself versus what it, it actually means to us and how it can help us make a better decision. So I just have a really simple system that I always use and Anybody can do it, I promise you, because if I can do it, anybody can do it. And um, it takes me less than an hour per week to manage my, you know, my multi-million dollar business. So, and my profitability is consistent. And, you know, even our accountant does ask it, like, how are you so profitable? It's like, well, it's called 52 check-ins a year, <laughs> 52 data points times 10. But, you know, within your system, it's like I'm checking in all the time where, we're making adjustments in real time. And I think that's really important, especially for small business owners to just always be aware, know your numbers, and then, you know, let it work its magic by just having that awareness and making decisions. So, yeah. And uh, I think what you're talking about is this profit stack system, and it's helped a lot of business owners um, kind of briefly delve into core principles of this system and how it helps in simplifying uh, financial management. Yes. And I do say that, you know, with a disclaimer, I'm not an accountant again, <laughs> but I will say this, every business owner has to manage their money. Right. And I think a lot of business owners just are like, I'm out of here, you know, like, <laughs> put the money in the account. Let's see what happens. And, you know, you can't really manage a business by feel or by emotion because you're just going to hit a wall. So I developed a system where, um, and I call it the profit stack system because you're literally you're stacking up your profits, right? And so every business has like these different layers involved. So we start with kind of going through and assessing and cleaning up all the books, 
you know, getting rid of redundancies. I have a tracker for everything, like just write it down, call it, you know, whatever email, cancel this extra subscription. I mean, one client, we found $400 of redundancies like monthly. Can you imagine the wow. whole year? That's over $4,000 wow. a year of extra expenses they didn't realize. So we kind of do like a cleanup and then we start stacking up based on, you know, profitability. And then we also want to maximize all the profit centers. I know technically profit centers are usually like departments of a big company, but I say it that way because it resonates with regular business owners who are like, well, how else can I bring in revenue? And a lot of times we start all these different like buckets of our company like this can bring revenue, but we don't ever maximize them. So we kind of go through and find out where's my profitability? What's my highest package that I offer? Or my highest service that I offer? How can I maximize that? And then we start tracking and data tracking. So it's it's super simple. And then there's like a weekly routine, doing your PL, checking on your profit numbers. And I have a I have an auto calculator for that. And then we move money around um, the minute it comes in, like once a week, we just move it out of the operating except for what's needed for, you know, regular bill pay. And then we also track irregular expenses. This is a big killer for most business owners. It's like, oh my gosh, I have this quarterly insurance payment. It's going to kill me or you know, whatever, payroll, taxes, something. So we we look back over the past 12 months. We, and you know, we add it up, annualize it, divide by 12, add an extra percentage and create that as a bill amount in a separate account called an irregular account. So we kind of plan, like I like to hedge my bets on everything, like plan for the worst, hope for the best. And that's kind of what this whole little system does. And it's it's very simple. Um, and it's also based on human nature. So what do you look in your accounts? You're like, that's actually a real number that's in there because you move it around so that that's like what's left is a real number. Because <laughs> a lot of times people are like, oh, I have 100K. You're like, no, not really. <laughs> you know? So um I try to work with human nature and our tendencies. And I think that piece of it, and I like to do step-by-step -step tutorials. I, I'm just a rule follower. I like really simple, straightforward step one through 10. I can follow it. It's clear, click here, add this, you know, <laughs> copy this tracker. It may seem very simple, but I feel like people are more apt to actually do the process, which brings them more success, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And kind of, um, you know, we're um, coming to the close of this and kind of talk about how you, uh, your experiences early on shaped your, because you're now doing coaching and how it shaped your current coaching methods and kind of um, finish out with you express a passion for making a positive difference. And, and why do you feel that Financial empowerment is crucial for business owners, um, especially for um, underrepresented or just kind of, you know, female, you know, my others as well. Yes, yes, I I love that. I think, and I'm sure you probably agree with this, Chris. Same thing. It's like we need to have a purpose in what we do, no matter what you're doing. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're serving ice cream. You need to have your own soul's purpose. You know, maybe you love people and you just want to talk to people all day and. <laughs> your venue is ice cream. That's great. Like there's no judgment. It's like, we don't, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. It's more that do you have an impact on people around you? Are you making a difference in some way um, in people's lives? Because a lot of times that's why we get hopeless. We are so self or inner focused. And I, there are times for that. There are times for healing, 
But then there's also a time to share or overflow with others. And I really do be believe strongly that good people, more good people in the world need to have more money because money is influence. Money gets attention. Money gets the message across. It's it's just a tool. But let's, I don't, I hate to say this, but let's face it, the wrong people right now have money in the world and they're making the decisions for people who are underrepresented, underrepresented and are don't have a voice. And I feel as though if more people, you know, whatever, minorities, anything, females, anything that uh, we decide that we want to change the world, it, it really money's the best tool to do that because it really has influence and power. Um, and obviously, we don't want that to go to our heads. It's not for us. It's really for the betterment of the world. And that's really my passion as well is to really make a difference for people who own businesses. And it's just a little profit stack system, but it helps them to help their families. You know, they they can pay their expenses, their bills and provide a life for their families and teach others to do the same. So I know it's a long answer, but yeah. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. We all have a purpose, right? It's kind of the corporation and the rich, they control politics and all the decisions and you know, kind of leaving everybody else and kind of um, just benefiting themselves. So we could go on and on about financial literacy and why it's not being taught in schools. Um, how can people uh, follow you and reach out to you and find out more about you? Oh, thank you. You can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at Profit Passion Academy. And you can DM me there. You can have direct access to me at Profit Passion Academy. And if you want, um, I do have a free training, Cash Flow Freedom video. So bit.ly slash cash flow freedom video. And that's my free training about cash flow freedom. And I think a lot of us are really looking for that. And how do you get more cash out of your business? And I go through three pillars and three steps on how to do that. And I have courses available and I just want to reach more people with us because I feel like it'll empower them to feel better about their business and to be more successful. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Cassie for coming on. And um, again, financial literacy, financial empowerment for female entrepreneurs, minorities, everybody. We need more financial literacy. Um, and, you know, money is not evil. It's it, it's a tool to get you to help others and to expand. And so uh, with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you.